0: Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Be A Better Lawyer podcast. I was at Clio Conference last week and I had the opportunity to meet up with a longtime client, Nancy Kogar, who is originally from New York and has moved long ago to Tennessee where she practices estate planning and elder law in Chattanooga. She drove out to Nashville so that we could meet in person and we talked about all of the things. And we talked about a lot of things that if you're growing your own practice or if you're feeling stressed out in your practice right now are going to be of benefit to you and let me give you a quick breakdown but you are going to want to stay till the end because she gives away her best nuggets at the very end We talked about her experience working for someone else, another law firm, and learning to build a practice of her own that she really enjoys, and structuring that for herself. We talk about the turning point for her when she started making more money in her practice, which was the same turning point that I had. We talk about her experiences working with a coach, what's even more important to her than making money, We talked about our least favorite TV show and how it came up in one of our coaching sessions. And we talked about her former life as a journalist and the major event that changed everything for her. And we also talk about the biggest shocker for her in her business progress. So make sure that you listen in. And if you have not yet booked a strategy session with me, I highly encourage you to do so right now and this is the time to start finishing up this year strong starting to plan 2023 and make sure that you are focused on what it is you want because if you haven't hit your goals yet that doesn't mean anything you can still achieve exactly what you want to achieve and i can help you so be sure to book a call with me go to dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session with that let's jump on into our conversation i am here with my very dear friend and client nancy Kohar hey hi everybody <laughs> we're here at cleo conference she is in chattanooga tennessee and i am in nashville for the cleo conference and nancy actually drove out to nashville to see me
1: across the hills and the dales <laughs> to come see you
0: <laughs> and i just thought it would be really fun if we did an episode and mm-hmm. we just chat i was just um i was just talking to nancy and i said i don't really know where to start. But I just thought mm. we'd start with just like, Who are you?
1: And mm. What do you do? Mm. Yeah, well, who I am, I've become a lot more aware of that since I've known you, really. And that's, that's no fluff, folks, I really mean it. <laughs> um, well, I am I'm a practicing attorney in Chattanooga, as you mentioned, I'm a wife, I'm a grandmother, I'm a stepmom. I'm a Godmom. I'm I'm me. and I just I just enjoy life and helping people and making a difference and just using my talents and my skills to make a difference in people's lives,
0: yeah. um, I know this because we work together, but like tell tell everybody who you really enjoy helping.
1: Well, my peeps, as I say, are are older people, and more particularly, children taking care of their aging parents. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've done that. I know how hard it is. And it's not the kind of thing you think about or prepare for until it's upon you. And there are so many things you can do legally to make it better for your parents and easier on you as a caregiver. So I really enjoy that. Um, so, I am like cleaning up messes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I get a lot of messy situations and and uh, you know, I, the the biggest compliment for me is, and I hear it often, is when people leave, they say, "I feel so much better. Yeah. I can breathe. And wow, what what a compliment.
0: Yeah, How long have you been doing this kind of work?
1: Um really, primarily over the last five years, I've been concentrating on you know, estate planning, elder law and then of course probate, trust administration. Um previous to that I I did some other kinds of law. Yes. Because my boss was telling me what to do, of course, <laughs> and I wanted to get paid, so I did what I was supposed to do, but I have my own business now. Yeah. So
0: How, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No,
1: no. and you know, so things changed and um you know, I want my business to be a reflection of Who I am, yeah, and and you've helped me a great deal with that because you know as lawyers we often think what are they doing over there why they why are they logging so much time why do they look so busy you know they're driving a nice car how am I going to do that oh my gosh I don't have enough billable hours you know I just I've heard it in my mind round and round and round of course but the truth is I don't want their clients I don't want their business. I don't want to do what they do because that's not me. You know, I want to do what I'm gifted to do.
0: Yeah. And I think it's so fascinating that when you honed in on that, you started making more money. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I think a lot of attorneys think that they need to work really, really hard and that they need to be busy or they're not going to make money. But you actually made more money when you slowed things down.
1: I did. Um, And I was miserable the other way, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had the same experience. Like I was the busy lawyer, you know, that's
1: why I guy, the busy lawyer <laughs> yeah, guy,
0: all yeah. that stuff, right? but it's like, yeah, I was super busy all the time. Busy was the badge of honor. You wanted everybody to know you were busy. Oh, yeah. And, um, I was that person. And then when I, I, I was taking what I learned in my law practice and I was bringing it into my coaching business when I first mm, started. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I needed to do all the things in order to build my business. It wasn't until I hired a coach for myself and i like slowed everything way down that i started making money in my business like until i could clean my brain up and i could start understanding why i was not taking the most impactful actions Mm -hmm. versus just action 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 then i couldn't see what i was doing and i couldn't build my business so yeah Yeah.
1: i mean that it's a creative process so if your head's filled with garbage you're not going to be able to create anything fruitful. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, I think. Oh, go ahead. No, I mean you. You have taught me that, and sometimes I'll just unload. You know, I have weeks where I just unload. <laughs> 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 but everybody needs somebody they can unload on. Yeah, um,
0: but I mean, it's not like it's so funny because, like, you the the way you're interpreting it as unloading is so fascinating because for me, I don't hear it as unloading. I hear it as okay, this is what her brain is going through Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Like how, like my brain is just like, okay, so what is like the, first of all, what's the low hanging fruit here to kind of help you turn Mm -hmm. things the way you want to turn them? Where can I like ask a pointed question where what's happening in in her situation? That's a little like we could kind of poke around at, Mm -hmm. Right. So it's interesting that you interpret it as that. Cause I'm like, no, this is great.
1: Tell me everything. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, it's funny, I could sit there, you know, if people think about reasons not to hire you or some other kind of coaching assistant, I would totally tell them to hire you, of course. So. <laughs> um but we've been working together a little over two years. And if I look at where I was versus where I am now, I am I am making more money. I do have a productive business, but I'm a much happier and healthier person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and that's that's really what's important, you know. It's a Monday, and I'm here in Nashville, and my office is operating without me. That's freaking fabulous. Right? You know, I am I told myself when I went to law school, I didn't want to be chained to a desk. But so many lawyers, including me, are chained to a desk, you know, thinking, oh, crap, I got to work until 730 tonight in order to get this done. Yeah. You know? That's no way to live.
0: It's so interesting. Like the things that we think are going to be the, the big, make the big difference in our practice. Like we, you and I, and I think you're okay if I share this, let me know, otherwise I'll delete it. But like when we, started working together, one of the things you really wanted to accomplish was create a workout routine. Mm-hmm. Right. And I get that from so many lawyers. Like they want a workout routine, but what they do is they routinely skip their workout routine so that they work more because they think that's going to make the difference between them feeling behind and not feeling behind, between them making more money and not making more money. Right. Between them being happy in the future and them <laughs> not being happy in the future. And when we started working on your thoughts around the workout routine and your work. You started your workout routine and you practiced it like there, it wouldn't be consistent at first, but that's normal. Like you just mm-hmm. keep trying and you keep practicing and you tweak and you like then you make it routine and
1: then you were happier. <laughs> I know. Well, it's kind of funny because we say the law is a practice, right? Mm-hmm. It says, oh, it's a practice. Well, when you're practicing something, you don't have it perfect. You're just practicing it. You know, and it's the same thing with the workout. When I was hemming and hawing about that, I don't have time for it, or I'd put time on my calendar, but it was kind of soft time. I really hadn't committed to it. I was already thinking about my results and defeating myself in my workout results, and I didn't even get to the gym. So, you know, if I just show up, you know, uh, it's be that. That's when it changed. I said, "Hey, I showed up." and i've made a really good friend and another personal trainer coach who who is helping me and celebrating me getting stronger and i'm enjoying my time with my grandkids because i'm stronger and i feel better and and guess what i still have a lot of work and i'm still getting the work done and i'm taking time to exercise and take care of myself you know i I can't be anything to anybody if I don't take care of myself, right?
0: Yeah. And I also think like, you know, you were saying you have a lot of work to do. I mean, if if I look at it that way, i yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, we, we don't have to do everything perfect. We could just no. show up and just like do what we can, right? Do what we're capable of. And I love this Maya Angelou quotes. Like you do it. I'm going to screw up the quote, but it's something like, You know you do what you can now and then when you know better you do better Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. i just i think that that's so relevant for us recovering perfectionists Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and, you know if you are recognizing that you're not doing something because you think it needs to look a certain way just just you know tell yourself like it doesn't have to look a certain way It, it just needs to look the way that it does now and then you can make
1: improvements upon it you just tweak it well you know and so many things that i've worried about have never happened <laughs> you know, like, spend so much time worrying about something that just never happens. That scenario over and over in my head. But the cool thing is, when I started, it turned into something totally different. Mm-hmm. Totally different.
0: Yeah, I remember that because we started, you were like, oh, I want to go for walks. Mm
1: hmm. And then
0: it now it's like swimming.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's like you just like you just figured out what you like.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing about swimming is you can't bring your iPhone with you. You can't look at your email. You're in the water and you're moving. And so it's a great way to just unplug and you know yeah. be, be moving. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. you know what I want to talk about? I love <laughs> So let's talk about what you did before you were a lawyer, because it <laughs> was like your second life. And I think it's so fascinating what you did
1: before. Can you tell everybody? I was one of those people that stood out at the beach and said, don't come out here with pssh, 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 waves and <laughs> sand and seaweed and all kinds of stuff flashing at me. I was a television reporter. Yeah, so. television mm-hmm.
0: reporter. I think that's so awesome. What <laughs> What do, you, what do you, Why did you switch over to the law?
1: i decided that i wanted to torture myself more so (laughs) no um (laughs) that's my joke (laughs) um no the reason well partly because i'm type a personality Mm -hmm. so i love a challenge Mm -hmm. you know so the news got to a a point where it wasn't honestly wasn't very challenging Mm -hmm. um and a lot had changed. I was with President Bush at that Florida Elementary School on September 11th. And that was a real shift for me uh, because I'm from the New York area. My family was in New York. I know people who work on Wall Street. and, And I've been around politicians so much in my life just to see all that shift and see secret service agents who n- never flinch shaken. And, and you know, I, it just, it shifted me, uh-oh. And uh, I'm gonna, okay. Is someone making a shake in the background. <laughs>
0: well, there's something going on, but I don't think the, um, the microphone's picking it up. I no? think we're okay.
1: We'll, okay. we'll try it. Okay. Um, So, so where was I going with that? So, but I, I really, you know, my whole world kind of got rocked in a manner of speaking. Um, And as a reporter, I always wanted to help people. I was just kind of really solution oriented wanting to find solutions, tell stories for people that, you know, didn't have a voice otherwise. And, uh, and that's a lot of what lawyering is, I think. And it just so happened I had the opportunity to to go to law school after that and actually drove back and forth to Nashville from Chattanooga for five years oh my went a night school. <laughs> yeah. So um, but I'm glad I did it. And and it didn't look like what I thought it would look like, but it's so much better. Oh, it's oh so that's much awesome. better. Um I'm glad I did it, you know.
0: So right before we met, what was happening for you?
1: Well, I was a solo practitioner at that point, point. Um, and I was listening to your podcast, and I was like, "How did Boy. you find my
0: podcast?" By the way,
1: uh, I think I was searching for help for lawyers or something. I was okay. in desperate need point. of I'm help, so, <laughs> and then I, I found your podcast. I started listening to it. And I was like, "Boy, she really gets it." And she, you know, a lot of the things she talks about are exactly things I am thinking about. And she makes so much sense out of you know the big mess that i'm in every day is the way it felt you know you were kind of helping me to see a path and and you know that eventually led to me i think reaching out to you and then we started coaching and you know the things that we were coaching on then are so different than the things we're coaching on now um I went from being a solo practitioner to going back to a firm where I'm a partner now. I didn't see that in my, my forecast.
0: And you know, I see you as a solo practitioner, like even though you're a partner in a firm, you're still a solo practitioner because it's not as if you're sharing really anything except some expenses. Mm -hmm. Well, the way
1: my firm set up, it definitely is helpful. If you have that entrepreneur kind of, mentality yeah so and of course i call myself ceo nancy that's right so what would ceo nancy do she wouldn't sit around here and you know complain i was gonna say i was gonna i know right that's
0: really what there might be some people that you know that (laughs) might complain
1: instead Mm. of doing
0: the work to build their business Mm. we don't they shall remain nameless
1: Mm. yeah i think about how much time do i spend complaining Or looking at Facebook or looking at or thinking about what other people are doing that I'm not getting to do yeah probably not not as much anymore but you know but oh yeah it's such a waste of time
0: I mean we all do it to some extent right like Mm -hmm. there's I mean and we've talked about this on the podcast before it's like these apps that we have are specifically designed to suck our attention away and spend our time on the application so that they can get advertising dollars so it's not anyone's fault if they are addicted to social media or they find themselves Mm -hmm. like addicted or or not i don't want to use the word addicted but just they repeatedly go to social media when something gets hard or they don't want to do something. Get that
1: serotonin going. Right.
0: And then I talked about this on like the nervous system regulation podcast episode and like uh, some other episodes where it's like our brain wants that, that dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. And so of course we're going to go do the easy thing versus, okay, well, I want to build my book of business. I want to get some client work done. Like your brain is like, I want to do that. Let's go check Instagram.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what does that really mean? You know, you did a podcast, I think, on networking. Mm. And if you think about networking, you know, I always think about getting up way too early and go drinking bad coffee and talking to a bunch of people that I have no plan or desire really to do business with. Right. That's probably a terrible thing to say, but it's the truth. I get it. I
0: totally get it.
1: That's not networking. Networking is standing in the grocery line and you see someone with their mother and having trouble, you know, offloading groceries and, and say, Mom, you really need to get your glasses checked. This is this is getting harder and harder all the time. Well, I'm right there present in that moment. So I can say, hey, you guys need any help? What's going on? And this is a friendly part of the country, as you said, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's more opportunity in that probably than in than other places. But, you know, I'm just looking for people that need what I can offer to them. Yeah. And And it's
0: like you're selling anything in that uh -uh. moment. You're just looking like, hey, can I help you? Yeah. Right.
1: Like, what do you need? Yeah. And then they'll say, well, what do you do? And I'll Mm say, actually, you know what? I help people as they're aging, and I help people that are helping aging parents. Mm -hmm. So it's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Well, I need your help, they say. Yeah. Well, here's my card. And you call and talk to my assistant and, and we'll get you in and we'll, we'll talk about what's going on in your circumstance. And there's some things we can do to help you. Yeah. There's lots of things and nobody knows about these things until they're faced with it. So, oh, yeah. So um, it's, it's, you know, I'm probably oversimplifying it, but now, if you no, ask me to write an appellate brief or something like that and go into <laughs> super shock, <laughs> no, oh my
0: gosh, okay. So, so, what do you think has been like the biggest impact for you the last couple of years? Like, what was kind of the, the biggest shocker for you if there was a shocker?
1: How much just showing up matters. What do you mean? Well, that it doesn't. I stalled I've stalled and I still have areas where I'm stalling and ruminating and thinking about things before I move forward but it's okay moving forward when it's not perfect yeah just showing up and moving forward yeah. and and doing something carving out a little bit of time that's important and just solely focusing on that do it over and over and over and over again and guess what before you know it you're you're way down the road and you've created something that has some shape and has some character and, and people are interested in it. It's, it's got some stories attached to it, you know? Yeah. And what came to mind when you said that
0: was so, so many of us, I I'm including myself in this, like we, we wait to make offers. We wait to start posting on social media, doing a podcast, whatever it is and we're waiting because we think that there's a right way to do it mm. and that it needs to be perfect in our minds to execute but the way that you improve is by iteration mm-hmm. so if you don't get a first iteration out there you're not going to be able to see what needs to be improved like mm-hmm. for me copy evaluation right so i post on social media and so one of my main marketing avenues is are those posts and i had to just post and then I had to go back and evaluate the post. They're like, "Oh, I didn't put an offer at the end of that one, or I could have articulated that better. The I could have articulated the problem better or the solution better, you know, and under and help, you know, create connection better." But I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't write really bad copy first yeah. and put it out into the world. And like, if you've been listening to this podcast for, I don't know, did you listen to this podcast when it used to be called Soul Roadmap? No,
1: that. Was oh my, my. gosh,
0: it was like. So if you go way back to episode one, I don't, you can do it. I don't think they were awful or anything. They're just not, you know, directed solely to lawyers. Um, I did interview podcasts because I didn't know what to talk about. Mm -hmm. Right. I just knew I needed to start a podcast. And so I started and it was, I don't think it was bad necessarily, but it definitely, I don't think it has the same. Quality as it does now. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely know that I've grown as a person, and I've definitely mm-hmm. grown as a. I don't even think I was was a coach back then. Like it yeah. was just I just started my podcast, and now like if I, if you're listening to this now, <laughs> you can go back to like episode 89, as uh, I think around where I started doing be a better lawyer podcast, and this is like episode 230 or something. Now. I know
1: it's amazing.
0: It just, but I had to keep going even when I made one that maybe I, I was like, oh, that one sucked or
1: you yeah. know, it just kept going. <laughs> well, and you're preaching to me because of course, uh, one of the things that I'm still ruminating on and haven't done is, and former broadcaster, okay. I have not done a podcast, which I really want to because there's so many things I learn along the road with aging people and taking care of them that I want to share mm-hmm. and that would be helpful. And that's the whole, see, that's what you taught me. It's about service, you know, it's about what can I share with somebody else? And then it just kind of goes on to the next person, yeah. you know? Cause that's so true about you. The reason I reached out to you is because I thought she gets it. She's a lawyer and she's talking about things that nobody wants to talk about, right? <laughs> you know? And I thought, she's really courageous. And I want to know her. And I mean, just, just the things that you've been able to help me work through. It's been one of the best investments I've ever made. Mm, Thank you. Mm -hmm.
0: It means a lot to me that you keep resigning with me. Like, like, that means you really trust me. uh, I I think like 99% of my clients resign with me.
1: That says a lot. And I'm just like,
0: this is this is fabulous. Yeah, because it, it means that I'm delivering.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are, you are absolutely.
0: What do you want to say to people who are listening right now?
1: So I'm assuming that they're mostly lawyers, correct?
0: Yeah. Most of the people who listen are lawyers, but I do have non-lawyers who reach out to me. Who say they're they secretly want to be
1: lawyers?
0: <laughs> they're like, no, but like the the stuff that I talk about on the podcast. It's in so many professions. Mm. It just so happens I have the word lawyer in my podcast, Mm. but like there are a lot of non-lawyers who are listening. And shout out to you for wanting to, you know, get awareness around these things, these Mm -hmm. topics, and you know, improve your life. You don't need to be a lawyer to get a benefit from this podcast. But yeah, there's there's non-lawyers listening.
1: Well, when you said that, I was I was thinking back to some of the lawyers that I've worked with in my life that are. I use this term loosely retired yeah yeah uh, mm-hmm. um i would just say that you know if you're on the fence and thinking about is it worth it to make an investment in a coach dina um or you know you got that three year plan and you're thinking once i get the three-year plan done then i can start working on myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't do it because you don't know if you have the three years, you really don't. I mean, the last two years have taught us that life is very temporary, you know? And the last thing in the world I want is just to work to the point where I have no life left. I missed out on so many things. So, so my, what I really want to share with somebody out there that's listening is, I've seen people that I've worked for that were very good lawyers and they stopped lawyering But they didn't really start living so that that model of working yourself down to the ground it doesn't have an end point right so you have to be able to stop and say i want more and i deserve more you know and and really choose to have a life you know you can't help anybody if you don't help yourself and care for yourself it just you're gonna burn out. And and that's you helped me kind of find that in the weeds when you know I've talked about a lot of different things, but but I feel like I'm there in so many ways now that I have put a stake in the ground and said, nah, uh-uh, this, these are my non-negotiables. These are I'll show up, I'll help you, I'll keep a heavy caseload, I'll 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 do things other lawyers won't because they're too complex, you know. But these are my non-negotiables i work out these days at these times i don't work fridays (sighs) isn't that
0: crazy like it was you started doing that what how many months ago
1: (laughs) it's been like eight months yeah i know and i mean saturday is my day with my husband you know we have time together and saturday nights i go to church with my my family and just spend time with them when i'm grandma sunday sometimes i just watch stupid television and sit and have we, my dogs we've had all conversations
0: about this can i mention the type tv show would that be okay yeah. Very right? so there's this tv show i, I also hate this tv show and so if you love it i'm sorry you're wrong sorry it's, Gay. Um, Gay. <laughs> what's the name of it
1: i always want to say third rock from the sun no, but that's not, that not it was
0: actually okay no know.
1: it's sheldon
0: Oh, what is the name of that show? Oh. And I, okay. And here's the reason I, it was so funny. <laughs> so I'm just going to let you in on this little secret. See, it's not a secret, really. It's a conversation that we'd had in coaching one time. So Nancy's husband watches the show. The one with Sheldon. Um, and, <laughs> and I can't stand it. Big bang it. theory. Oh, big bang. Theory. And so I was doing my best to keep a straight pace Cause I, you know, I'm coaching her. And so we coached through the issue, which was, you know, Gary watches this show and she doesn't like it, but we so she had a lot of frustration around it. But it turned out it was her thoughts. Yeah. Just a hint. A it was. Of, but it doesn't change the quality of the show. So, <laughs> now, so after my the, shows are much after better. The coaching session. I I said, What well, it's that show, right? That Big Bang Theory. I hate that show too. And my <laughs> friend, he constantly texts me little video snippets of it Ugh. because he knows I can't stand it. And I am personally offended by it because I love comic books and I love all things, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, Star Trek and Star Wars. I'm a total nerd when it comes to that stuff. And so I'm a little offended because they are, it's a very condescending show, in my opinion. And so I just, it drives me nuts. I can, it's all my thoughts. You can hear yeah. me talking and ranting. It's yeah. all my thoughts. But there are certain shows that I am going to decide I want to keep my thoughts about. And that's one of them.
1: Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and just if you're listening, I used to get so irritated because I came home, was tired after working all day, and my husband's retired, okay? And he is wonderful. Um, but he wasn't paying attention to me when I came home. He was watching Sheldon. And when he's watching that, he's not paying attention to anything except Sheldon. So I was so irritated by that. But you know what if i asked him and and dina would say the same thing he would watch whatever he'd say what do you want to watch honey truth is i didn't want to watch anything but i should have just communicated that like hey let's go for a walk let's go do this i want to talk to you (laughs) but instead you know instead i'm brooding over sheldon like sheldon i hate him (laughs) versus
0: hey um you want to like go for a walk
1: yeah i know (laughs) I know you're a a professional person because
0: he just likes spending time with you Mm -hmm. I know and he
1: watches my tv shows crazy British documentary came out in a coaching session everybody
0: who's listening like Nancy didn't point the first she was just upset and then she started (laughs) pointing out all these things like well I mean he does change the channel when I want to watch things I'm like what Mm -hmm. oh and he will turn it off and go for a walk what
1: Mm -hmm. I know because the thought was He's not paying attention to me. I have a problem in my marriage.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a problem, right? Like, you're like, literally thought this is a problem in my marriage. Isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. Like, this is what could happen in your brain, guys. Like, if you're listening to this. Like, sometimes we just have these thoughts and we don't recognize that there are all these, th- this evidence that yeah. is in opposition to our thoughts, but we can't
1: see it because we're too close. I know we're in there.
0: Yeah. we're Being in our, like, that's why I need a coach too. You know, I need a coach to be like, no, what you're thinking here, there's this whole other side of the story you're not even looking at. And if you focus your attention on that part of the story is the first part of the story you just told me even true.
1: (laughs) I know you've called me out on some things, but I needed it. We all need it. I mean, it's like, it's not, you know, we just, we do, we get too
0: close to what's going on in our life and we just can't see the options. Mm -hmm. And then we feel trapped right like we have this that's the all or nothing thinking that black and white thinking it's like well either i have a problem in my marriage <laughs> i need to divorce
1: him or he needs to stop watching sheldon yeah. You're like was, those are the two options can you imagine that in a petition <laughs> why would you like a divorce ma'am he keeps watching sheldon stupid <laughs> show
0: okay so i love that you love working with me but like Mm -hmm. is there something else you want to share with them about like what is something that made the biggest difference from you outside of you know like like what was something that made the biggest impact for you in terms of like something you implemented in your practice
1: um i used to think that i had to answer my phone every time it rang Mm -hmm. I really, I thought I was being a bad lawyer if I didn't answer my phone. Well, I could answer my phone all day and get nothing else done, right? So that was a huge thing when I realized, uh, there's something called voicemail and I can leave a message. Wait a minute, Nancy. Don't you have to pick
0: up the phone every single time? Because if it goes to voicemail, they won't hire you.
1: Well i thought that might be true but it's not <laughs> what <laughs> tell me more they actually leave messages and say they've seen me and my website and they like what i had to say there and they want to talk to me about their circumstance and please call them mm-hmm. and they and they leave their telephone what? number but i always hear that people just
0: never call back and they just go to the next person in the phone book.
1: Well, you know what I've noticed? Hmm. If that's the case, they're just shopping around. Yeah. They're not really committed anyway. Yeah. People that are looking for me, that would be a good fit with me as far as a client-lawyer relationship. Yeah. Most of them already know me or have talked to one of my previous clients before even calling me. Mm-hmm. So on my message, I say, hi. I'm glad you called. You're important to me because they are important to me. I'm doing other things right now, which is not a lie. I'm doing other (laughs) things. But I will call you back. Typically, I call people at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. And that works.
0: Yeah, see? So listen to Nancy. She knows what she's doing. There is one other thing that Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. There's one other thing that came to mind while you were saying that, which is consults. Because when you and I started working oh, yeah. together, you were not charging for consults.
1: No. And why I not? Six, tell me why. I had six a, a week. <laughs> and you were filling them. I know. So I was wondering why my billable hours were down. Wow. So tell me, why weren't you billing for consults? Honestly, I thought they wouldn't do it if I charged them yeah why not because i showed up thinking i had to prove myself versus knowing and being confident about what i have to offer someone Mm -hmm. and knowing more about what they were looking for and what would be done in that time period Mm -hmm. so when i made the shift and you know said here's what i charge and here's why Mm -hmm. It's not a problem. Yeah,
0: I mean, and they know what they're going to get when they come to you. They know they want legal services. Mm -hmm. I think when, like, I don't charge for consults, but I think when people come to me, they're not entirely sure what coaching is. Yeah, that's why I don't charge. But like, they know they want legal services and Mm -hmm. they want to hire you, Mm -hmm. and so yeah, it makes sense. It's like okay, they come to you, and they know what they want.
1: And I also, if I can't help them, I will call them back and say I can't help you. I know shocking Um, and I'll say you need to call so-and-so or you know they'll be able to help you more than I can Mm -hmm. or if I'm too busy I'll say my partner in the office you know does some of this work would you like to talk with them because otherwise I'm going to leave you waiting because I got a heavy caseload right now and if this is more urgent this person can help you right now yeah and guess what (laughs) they say thank you and then they tell their friends yeah um okay
0: so why did you start charging
1: because I didn't have any time left yeah
0: okay tell me more
1: um well I mean it's part of the same thing about how much do you charge for an hour you know you can go agonizingly through that and thinking about well I can't charge that it doesn't you really needs to you, you need to figure out what works for you. There's no magic to that either. But the problem is if you're not charging an amount that covers your time, it's not good business. Okay, but right?
0: let okay, I'm going to back us up a little yeah. bit because I had a different view of your brain. Oh. So, when you weren't charging, you had exactly the thoughts that you just mentioned, but when you started valuing your time, and charging, like it took some work. Like we didn't do this just in one session. It wasn't like a magic bullet. It mm-hmm. was like we had to kind of unwind some of the thoughts that you had and then you implemented. But the only reason that we even got there is because I would hear you come on calls and you'd be like, I am so busy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'd be like, okay, tell me more. Right. And so then we'd get, get to the bottom of that and it was like, oh, you're not charging for consults. Tell me why. And then we started being able to unwind some things. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, okay, I chart, I charged it. And yeah. then they started just like, tell me, tell me what happened and after that.
1: Actually, they were more prepared. Mm. They came wanting to make a decision about what they're, what they needed. And I mean, I have this unfortunate problem that when people meet with me, they hire me. <laughs>
0: it's a horrible problem
1: like i'm so nice every i'm so competent they just want to hire me no seriously um so it's a sickness, really i don't really i go into the consult interested and curious and then that is more kind of a strategy session in my mind rather than a consult Mm -hmm. because i'm not i'm not talking about me very much at all i'm talking about them and what they need and i'll set out three or four options for them Mm -hmm. so they have an action plan right right there yeah and nine times out of ten they'll they'll want to do it and they'll pay me what i need i've figured out how much things cost ahead of time Mm -hmm. and i put the money in my trust account and i tell them explain what that is i don't say my iolta account no one knows what that is say that's my client's money you know that's my client that's your money so i don't get paid until i do the work for you Mm -hmm. so but that's a deposit there that gives you a security on my time Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah and i think that you're We'll call it a strategy, being nice to people and talking to them <laughs> yeah. like a human being. Yeah. Um, but that's strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's my it's, secret sauce it just works. And I think that as lawyers, we overcomplicate things. And we think that we need to do all of these things and we need to be busy all the time. And nobody's going to hire you if you charge, you know, for a console or nobody's going to hire you if you charge X amount of dollars. And that's something we've also worked on, like as you've increased your rates, you mm-hmm. know, and you have not seen and you know, my theory is, this is what I think, is you don't raise your rates until you have a more than full practice, right? You're like, you've got a wait list and you do, you have a wait list. (laughs) You you like book consults like a month out, two months out.
1: Yeah. And I, I, when I saw you earlier this morning, I said, in November, I'm going to start booking to 2023. Yeah. And it's, it just is. And it's just kind of a, I think it's really just a response to being who I am, you know? Yeah. Like So
0: if you're listening to this, just be a wonderful human being that I know you are. <laughs> just love your people, serve them. Like when they come to a consult, you're just like, you're there to serve them. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I approach mine too. It's just like I'm not, you know, there to sell anything. Like you're not there to sell anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, what's your, what's going on? What's happening with you? Tell me all the things, and then we'll go from there and see what you want. But when you are confident in the service you provide, if you're confident in yourself and your ability to deliver them, I think that speaks volumes, and I think people can read that when they're on a call with you.
1: Yeah, they know. Yeah, I mean, people have gotten so much bull. Yeah. In this country. They're so <laughs> full of it. They're really full of it. So
0: okay, I'll give you the final word. Anything else you want to
1: say? Um, I do. I I wanted to give you something. You're gonna give so. me something? hmm I thought you were gonna give me apples. I do. I have apples here. <laughs> These apples I got with my family last weekend. Uh they're from LJ, they're honey crisps in J. Georgia, which is just south of Chattanooga, is the apple Capital of the world. Wait, these so. are Georgian apples? They are. Yeah. So.
0: I've never been to Georgia. Okay. I'm excited about these. Thank you so
1: much. Mm-hmm. And this is for you too. And I, last time I was in New York, I went to the Frick Museum and I just buy things when I see them. You know, just sometimes I don't know who they're supposed to go to. But this one I know is supposed to be for you. So it's just kind of, um, it's, uh, it's just a gift to say thank you for making my life just so much more really vibrant. And
0: this is so sweet. Absolutely, look at the packaging yeah. here.
1: I should have, and I did. You should. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh,
0: these are gorgeous. Okay, oh, reminded so me of you. There's, oh. n- I'll, I will, I will wear these. Um, so this isn't on video, I know, but these are like these beautiful. They look handmade. mm-hmm beautiful beaded necklaces you know me so well because i love jewelry and Mm -hmm. like wearing pretty flashy things Mm -hmm. and they're like coral and gray and rimmed with gold beads these Mm -hmm. are stunning oh they're beautiful
1: like you so thank you (laughs) this is really sweet so i don't want to. i love you
0: because i'm like
1: (laughs) no i do I... i love you and and you know just my final thought in that is You know you live in california right yes i live in tennessee (laughs) (laughs) please tell everybody what you just did (laughs) i put my thumbs under my underarms tennessee it's really not bad here folks um from a new yorker yeah but i mean there was an opportunity two years ago or so for you to help somebody you never met before just from doing what you felt led to do. And I responded, and you've helped me help people here in Tennessee. Hmm. And I just thank you for that. And thank you for investing in me and let you know that what you do is important. So if you're out there and wondering why you haven't done it yet, just do it and believe in yourself and Dean will help you figure out the rest.
0: Oh my gosh, you're the best. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this. This was kind of a love fest, but I hope that you got some really great like tips from this because you've heard it from somebody who's made changes in her own life and it can be done. Mm -hmm. You can really live better. So I hope to talk to you soon. Bye. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed our conversation. I know we got a little bit corny, but that's just who we are. So take it or leave it. But I hope you had a good time, and I hope you took away some amazing nuggets. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, if you enjoyed hearing the transformations that Nancy has made in her life and want to make some of those transformations for yourself, book a call with me. They are available to you too. You can go to dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. That's dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. Bye.